Rolling Stone Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to a Jackson Small Insignificant segment of the Rolling Stone Podcast. So, um, I've been thinking about doing this for a bit. However, I'm not sure how this is going to work um, because I plan on um, I've had this idea going where I want to like watch or give Duncan trailers to certain things, um, whether they be video games or more likely movies and TV shows, and then we can talk about it uh, because this is some kind of untapped uh, content that is always coming up. Uh, everyone is always seeing trailers for things. Um, and, uh, I'm, again, I don't know if this is, um, this is going to work cause I don't know if the, the videos that I play on YouTube are going to come across on, um, everything else, but, um, it's a way for me to talk about some trailers. Duncan's not going to be here, but, uh, you know what? Let's get started. So, um, I think on YouTube, I'm going to do, I have seen this one, so I do want to watch it actually on the big screen this is uncharted this came out two days ago so uncharted used to be a video game and now it is being made into a movie with the uh the geniuses of uh, sony pictures entertainment um and uh the the brilliant acting skills of one thomas holland and one uh marky mark uh sans funky bunch so um, without further ado, here is the Uncharted trailer. I'm going to do this a little bit like uh, Mystery Science Theater, where I am hopefully just going to be talking over most of everything. Um, I apologize if this audio doesn't even come through with the trailer. Hopefully it does. But if not, then the sound of the computer itself hopefully will pick it up a bit. But I'm going to be pausing and starting and stopping. Probably more muting than anything. But I don't know if that's going to be working. But here we go. Nice old Old Navy ad with uh, Katie Bryant. All right. I played a couple of the Uncharted games. Um, and I don't... Okay, here we go. Ooh, a little little Led Zeppelin going on here. I don't really. I don't really particularly like the little burner at the beginning of the trailer. Like it's a trailer. Just give me the trailer. So, it's bot. Woo! It is more Led Zeppelin, and it it is. Uh, Sony, the PlayStation is a part of it. PlayStation was the people who made the video game. Ramble On is a great pick for this this trailer. Tom Holland look is looking very young and spiffy. He's coming out of some water here. Pirate Treasure. This is very Goonies-like. What's going on here? February. What is this? Like South Asia... South Asian actress here. Mark Marky Mark is in this quite a bit. Some Spider-Man running, some diving underwater. Hot w that actor. Um, it's not Javier Bardem. It cheapers oh, creepers. I'm gonna have to pause this. And who is this actor? He's in Spy Kids. He's uh a core uh. 
Antonio Banderas is in this movie, folks. Oh, and now I'm seeing after Googling this that Tom Holland is Nathan Drake and Marky Mark is Sully here. So if you guys have played the Uncharted games, you have Nathan Drake, who is like the titular Unchart- Mr. Uncharted, and um, Sully is Drake's like mentor, who I guess double crosses him at some point. I, it's been ages since I've played the game, but um, we're seeing some stuff here. We're seeing. Don't touch your ear like the like color comedy here. This could be funny, folks. My brother Sam left one final clue. I don't remember the Nathan Drake having a. Ooh, this is interesting. There's a there's a scene in here where Tom Holland like falls out of the back of a plane and he's like caught on like a string of cargo containers and he like is like unconscious and then wakes up and he jumps to the end of the plane and like supposedly makes it onto the train onto the back of the plane. The Scottish welcome. What did he say? I'm also with Tom Holland in this. Oh crap! A car. So Tom Holland falls out of a plane, cl- crawls his way back into plane, and then falls out of again by being hit by a car. February eighth. You know what? I th- this Uncharted movie is gonna be a movie where I feel like I will watch it, but I'm not going to spend money on watching it. If you catch my drift, I am not going to see it in theaters. I'm also not going to buy. It on a streaming service like an Amazon Prime, I will probably illegally stream it because I guarantee this is Sony Pictures here. I feel like when it is going to be time to come out on streaming, it will be like an Amazon Prime or like some sort of premium order. And and I'm there's no way in hell that I'm actually going to like buy this. I'm probably going to stream it illegally. So um, it looked cool, and now there's an ad for. Uncharted, the remastered for PlayStation 5. Um, hey, there's a lot going on here. This is like the melding of two worlds. This is also something uh, different. where n- Not different, but like it doesn't happen as often where there is a original, a video game first that then turns into a movie. It's happened with Doom. Um, I think there was like a World of Warcraft movie maybe i know for a fact there obviously the sonic movie there was a pokemon movie um usually the movies that are video games first and then turn into uh a movie video game to movie they don't do well they don't do well folks but um moving on i also i may be relatively quiet for most of this because i have not seen the new Batman trailer. I haven't seen it. So I am going to relatively be quiet. This is one where I'm not muting everything. I'm like pausing to want to talk about it. So it's two two minutes, 50 seconds. Here we go. Some, uh, some Navy SEALs coming in to a diner. 
to a man with glasses, hands up. I believe this man with glasses that there, ooh, and we get our first glimpse of James Gordon played by um, The Watcher um, and the guy from uh, Westworld. What's his name? Here we go. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, the Batman. James Gordon is Jeffrey Wright. So Jeffrey Wright is James Gordon in the new Batman. And um, he's the watcher in the What If Marvel series. And he's in Westworld as like the cyborg spoiler alert. We got our first glimpse at him. And I'm assuming the man that puts his hands up with the glasses, this is the Riddler. Because it looks like Paul Dano, who I know is playing the Riddler, which I'm very excited about because I've seen, um, you know, uh, There Will Be Blood, and I've seen all, like, Paul Dano's, like, good movies. So we're going to continue moving on with the trailer. Coffee cup. I'm assuming it's going to have a question mark in it if it's the Riddler. Yep, there we go. There's the question mark. Jackson knows his stuff. He knows cinematography. I I really like this aesthetic. I think we've had ebbs and flows of Batman, Batman, if you will, and I thought you could you cannot get any darker both lighting and cinematography and then on top of it thematic wise of Christopher Nolan Batman you cannot get any darker i think this new uh robert battinson batman will be even more darker like this is like 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 Christopher Nolan Batman was like uh you know mental patient type of Batman in terms of like unhingedness. This is going to be like sociopath Batman. Like the this is gonna be some good stuff. I like the aesthetics. Some Joker esque type people. Battinson is just gonna be awesome, I feel like. A young bat we haven't really had like a good young Batman. Like if you think back to all the live action Batman we had Michael Keaton was in his like late thirties being Batman with with um what do you call it? Tim Burton. Val Kilmer was in his mid thirties. I know Robert Pattinson is in his mid thirties, but he just brings this rejuvenation to the character that Bale Kilmer, um Obviously not Batfleck, but like Pattinson is bringing in this very young Batman feel to it, and I like it. Ooh, he's mean. Pattinson is evil. He's like punching walls. He's angry. Ooh, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. I forgot about this part. And hold the phone on top of it. Penguin is in this. We haven't seen live-action Penguin since fracking Danny DeVito. What is his line in that Batman Forever? Um, where he, like, he... I cannot remember. I'm going to have to try to find. But if if you guys have not seen the glory of Tim, Tim Burton's 
Batman. I believe it's Batman Returns with Danny DeVito Penguin. Watch it. It is both stomach churning and brilliant all at the same time. It's amazing. So here we go. Oh, and New York, New York penguin. Where is it? Hey, I'm walking in. That type of penguin I love. That's like comic penguin, like cartoon penguin. I'm walking in the penguin. Damn, this is. Oh my god, that's badass. Bat, Robert Pattinson was just walking down a hall, unfazed as he's getting lit up with real bullets. Yeah, this is gonna be a good Batman. First, look at the Riddler a bit. This is going to be good. Andy Circus is Alfred as well. This is going to be... Wow. Okay. Damn. The shots in this Batman, the shots in this Batman movie are going to be breathtaking. Christopher Nolan had this large scale take to the character and to the story. I feel like just based off this trailer, I do not also know who the director of the Batman is going to be. Matt Reeves. What else has Matt Reeves done? Um... But I feel like this Batman with Battinson is going to be like visceral. It's going to be close, um, close encounter, uh, you know, uh, close quarters. It's going to be really like heavy. It's I am very excited for this Batman because I think number one, Matt Reeves does well because he's also done most of the pl newer Planet of the Apes movies, and those were very visceral movies. Um, I think the acting is going to be superb in in this movie because Matt Reeves does really well with like uber emotional acting, and I've seen that already in the trailer. That it's like it it always Matt Reeves does a really good job at making allowing actors to have like real emotion on on camera. The penguin kind of like losing his mind, being like like overjoyed like yes i got i blew up the batman in this little whatever happens scene behind me i feel like that's going to be amazing like uh, the explosiveness and how he allows actors to like uh, act and 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 emote is going to be really really good i'm excited for this batman and i just think all the cast is good the bat uh battinson is going to be great i, I think it's going to be good yeah, I, I also feel like it, it with with the Batman. It is there's a line in there where he says, "I don't care what Robert Pattinson says. I don't care what happens to me." It's that Batman where he's young, he's green, he um, hasn't been you know uh, weathered enough. Where he's like, "I am willing to die for what I believe in." That is the Batman. That is like always crowd pleasing. That is the Batman that I like love is just this like i don't care what happens to my body or me i'm going to right this wrong of whatever happens 
All right, I got a couple more trailers in me. Again, I'm really just on YouTube clicking the next related video. So right now we're going into Peacekeeper, Peacemaker, which is an HBO. Let me look at it. It's a HBO television show with John Cena based off the character he played in Suicide Squad. I have not seen. And it is along with DC. I should probably get off of this DC stuff, but I will watch. Uh, all right. Well, I accidentally clicked out of it. So it looks like I'm not watching that one. Red Notice on Netflix. This was two days ago. Has um, It has Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and The Rock on it. I have not seen this. Red Notice. Here we go. A three-minute trailer, guys. Sp spice it up. Ryan Reynolds is an art thief, and it seems The Rock has found him. Rock is FBI. What characters can The Rock not play? The Rock has done a lot. The Rock is superhero. The Rock has been both on the side of big government and uh, criminal. The Rock has played comedy. The Rock has played, um, uh, you know, like uh, face. The Rock has healed. I don't understand. Like, what can't The Rock play? Could The Rock technically play like could the rock do a feminine role could the rock play like um the nerd and he has whatever movie that was where he's like a fat tubby nerd he, he can do it all man this is gonna be funny this is a netflix original So Gal Gadot is the most wanted art thief in the world. The Rock is ca has captured Ryan Reynolds to help him cap catch her, the Bishop. What if, what what nationality is Gal Gadot? What is she? I don't quite know. I could look it up, but. So the red notice comes from J the Rock's character being red noticed after being framed for a crime by Gal Gadot. Cleopatra has eggs. I don't. So this is this is like I know they may explain it in the movie, but in the trailer, like when you give away too much plot, what I hate, what I don't like is yes, when there is an original idea like this movie, like Red Notice or whatever this, the hell this is called, it's an original idea. Like the last trailer we just watched, Batman. People know what the Batman is. He's a crime fighter. He's a superhero. He catches the bad guy. You don't need to reveal too much about the plot for people to be like, I'm sold. With a trailer like this, you need to tell them the plot, but they are now way too heavy-handed. Within this trailer, they have gone too many points, first off, where it's, I want you to help me catch Gal Gadot. 
and then they go, hey, I was framed by Gal Gadot. So I already now know in the movie that something happens where they don't catch Gal Gadot. And then they say she's going to plan to capture Cleopatra's eggs. And they're put. You're revealing number one. You're revealing too much about the movie, and now you've lost me because you are going. You are telling me you have several different plot points and and plot motives and end goals in this movie where I no longer care. If you are bouncing around too much in a movie, I lose interest. Here we go. There's a whole another two minutes of this trailer as well. An RPG just flew through the middle of their plane, and they were like, ha, 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 it just went through us. Gakudo's now back. Gakudo, Wonder Woman fights. Oh, Captain America. Oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, very funny. That was funny. The funny part, again, like they're trying to bring in comedy to this and so Gal Gadot finally encounters the rock and uh, you know the movie moves along Gal Gadot comes back with another meeting with Ryan Reynolds and the rock and there's like a big fight scene Gal Gadot picks up a spear the rock smashes a glass case to pick up a shield so he has a weapon and Ryan Reynolds looks to next to him and he sees his antique gun and he goes oh let me break the glass and he tries to elbow it it doesn't break and he hurts his he's like oh my elbow and he goes ha ha and I'm like uh, that's not funny the funny part was when there was like a tiny like literally like less than a second like little shot where he tries to stick his hand over the glass case and he wiggles his finger trying to reach at it that's funny the, the elbow hitting, the setup to it was not funny whatsoever. The elbow hitting and being like, oh, my elbow hurts because I can't break the glass because I'm weak, not like unlike the rock. The sticking the hand over was the funny part for me. So then they get Cleopatra's eggs. A marriage ring. It just, this movie just seems like the, it, this movie is, it, it, you could put anyone else into this, like, art thief heist double cross movie. You could put any other set of three actors into this and yes you would have somewhat a different movie but it would still be the same movie the rock is the straight man ryan reynolds is the comic relief and gal gadot is the girl that's what they are making that's they are they are truncating and and suffocating these actors into this role for this movie they're they probably have made millions of dollars off of this already without it even coming out yet it is, excuse me, it is just so planned. I already know what happens in this movie. I know what happens. Because they're also, number one, telling us all about it. Every single plot point. And it's just, it's so easy to read. I don't know. It's just like, come up, like, why make this movie? Oh, Gladiator reference. Why make this movie? 
if you guys were wondering if there is like a romantic uh, like spark between The Rock and Gal Gadot, if anyone had that on their bingo sheet, you'd be right. Check it off because this trailer reveals that. The only saving grace to this Red Notice movie would be if what we're seeing in this trailer right now is only like it's coming out uh, November 12th on Netflix as well if, if anyone wants to watch it. The only saving grace to this movie is if what I, all, uh, what I just explained in the trailers is actually only like 45 minutes of a two-hour movie. That's the only saving grace to this movie. And there's like a whole nother thing to it. I doubt it though. Because I feel like they just gave us the entire plot to this movie. All right, folks. Um, how about we do... How about we do one more? How about we do a video game one? Let's do one that came out yesterday. The Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy... The Definitive Edition. There's another one I haven't seen. I know what Grand Theft Auto is. And it looks like they are remastering like the OG. Um, Rosie. Ah. No. It looks like they are remastering the like Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, Ballad of Gay Tony stuff. So let's let's click on this one. We got a nice ad here. I apologize for screaming into the mic, guys. My dog was on the coffee table. Only a minute. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the Definitive Edition, they're remastering these games. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I played Grand Theft Auto 3. Didn't play Vice City. Didn't play any of the other little add-ons. Um, don't watch this trailer if those games are beloved to you because they... These characters remastered are like melted Play-Doh. The game is... Oh, the city, the buildings, they look okay. The characters look like... Like when it's Thanksgiving and you are playing with your mashed potatoes and gravy and you make like a face out of your mashed potatoes and gravy. That is what these characters look like. They do not look good. They're, like I said, the city, the buildings, the cars, they look great. Everything else is stinky poo-poo. It kind of looks like... What does it look like? Some of these character models are... Like, legitimately look like... Like Grim Fandango. Like, look, look like a... Like a... a Pajama Sam point-and-click computer game. Like, the lighting looks good. I just... I can't... The, yeah, they don't look good. So if if so I guess Grand Theft Auto is still a thing. Like obviously yes I know like uh like the the it hasn't died. Like they're still probably going to make like a Grand Theft Auto 6, but people are still playing Grand Theft Auto 5 right now when it was released like 8 years ago. So I mean, good for Grand Theft Auto people, but it's just that that's uh, 
like what is the game still doing and everything like what are they still making um for those like you know what i i don't i wish i did I, if i had time i would go in and actually like play the those grand theft auto games like the remastered ones again like i haven't i played grand theft auto 3 like i don't i think I don't even didn't even play the story. I just like was at my cousin's house driving around shooting people. Like that's it. If this comes to Xbox One and it's free, like it's a Game Pass thing, I would do it. I just don't think it's capable. Like I don't think I have the time for it and everything. So I I don't know. Uh, it looks not the best. I I feel like I ended on a really bad trailer. I thought I was gonna get more from that, but I didn't. Um, but, um, who gives a shit? So, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry that I couldn't be a part of whatever Duncan has cooking up on the other end of this. Um, and again, I hope that my audio isn't, uh, I know my voice will be good. My audio will be good that the trailers themselves won't be terrible. Duncan, I apologize on the other end as well. Um, I hope to do this more. Like, I hope, like, Duncan can come with TikToks and I can come with trailers so we can talk about it. But uh, thanks for listening to uh, Jackson's Trailer Corner and um, enjoy the rest of the show. Peace out. Cool fuckos. And now for something completely different. I looked up the menu to this place I'm going to dinner tonight on Friday morning. My dinner reservations are for Saturday night. I've had picked out what I'm getting since Friday morning. That's the type of psychopath <laughs> shit that I love, though. Like, that's like for real. Like, don't like, don't sit there at the table and be like, I don't know what I want. Fucking like, pick something. Like, my you didn't favorite look at move, the menu? Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, does my your world not revolve around food? I went. That. I've perfected is I look at the menu real quick when we're at the restaurant. This is like the yin to your yang. I look at the menu real quick and then I just kind of like have a couple of things in my brain. I'm like, that looks good. That looks good. What jumps out to me? And then I wait until the waiter comes over and then just whatever comes out of my mouth is what I'm eating. I also like to ask, like, yeah, I'm deciding between these two things. Like, because I feel like wait, like, I don't know. I've been a waitress before. Like you, you eat there every night after your shift. Like you've eat, you've tried a lot of the stuff. So like you've tried everything on the menu. Like absolutely. at fucking Bridgestone, we get like, um, like the meal tickets for all the concession stuff. So I am like on a mission to try every single thing on every menu in that fucking arena. Absolutely. Because you why have wouldn't to. I? Yeah. And then if someone comes up and be like, Hey, I'm hungry, but yeah. I haven't eaten here before. Like, what's your favorite? You, you got you get a couple answers in your back exactly. pocket. Yeah. And so I, I do like that. Sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it goes to the point where, like, I already have my drink picked out and my appetizer. Well, like, for I'm me, pretty it's, prepared. It's easy. I'm always just uh, Diet Coke. Dude, I fuck so hard with the spicy Diet Coke. It's not even funny. I'm like, do you have a fountain? If do you have a fountain soda like thing? Spicy Diet, Diet Coke? Diet? Like a sp- like you know when it's oh, like fountain, oh, oh like, like a McDonald's okay. diet coke exactly like a s- where it feels like almost seltzery. It's like oh. so many bubbles. Like how many? Oh. How did you get this many bubbles in this one yeah. cup? Like I, I, this is giving my nose like. It's like uh, you took sinuses. diet coke and soda streamed the diet coke, and you were like, "We're going double on yeah. this one." 
yeah and it clears your sinuses and it like you can feel the chemicals in the back of your throat and you're like ooh. you know what i did last week all right so this is a this is a story no one's gonna care about but i'm gonna tell it anyway last week um or earlier this week i always make eggs i make eggs a lot really like eggs put a lot of spice in my eggs Mm. i like a, a nice cumin i find that cumin gives it a real like like uh it really rounds out the whole egg situation gives it some some texture some depth my other one is smoked paprika is really good in eggs that shit fucking slaps and then my secret ingredient that because again the running theme of this podcast is that i'm a psychopath i put ghost pepper flakes in my eggs have you ever had a runny nose like i don't think so but the moral of the story is I accidentally like I was eating my eggs and I like took a bite and I don't know like what happened, but I swallowed kind of weird and some of it went up my nose and it was just ghost pepper like in my sinus. And I was like in so much pain that I was just sitting here with my head on my desk, just like breathing through my mouth. And yeah, so my sinuses are clear as fuck right now. You're, you are du- you are dusted, done and dusted yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no. The thing that my roommate does that I have been doing when I make my eggs, really good. And it, I think she did it by accident once and it ended up being really good. Steak seasoning. Like, you know, Ooh, you get like yep. in eggs. Yep. Really so just good. like any, as long as you like eggs, I think plain eggs, even plain scrambled eggs kind of suck. Like if we're being honest, I don't love the consistency of eggs. The texture isn't great. It's yeah. kind of like tofu-esque a yeah. lot of the time. But if you, as soon as you put some seasoning in there it, and some potatoes, I mean, they're right. like the greatest thing in the world. It's something that like you could add any flavor to and it will like take the form of that flavor. Yeah, Which precisely. is good, but also like... It's also, better. if you can get real good at cooking eggs and be able to get that yolk perfect so that, because then that adds like a whole, that's like... Right. Yeah. You all of a sudden have made these eggs have steroids and like they are now the next they they level up, so to right. say. It's like I don't trust people that eat egg whites. I'm like, bro, the yolk's the best part. Why are you yeah. eating egg whites? You're literally just eating it, it's like someone went Yeah. Onto a plate. It's like <laughs> it's literally clear boogers. Like have you ever looked at the raw egg whites? Like, yeah, they look like boogers. Them? They're they disgusting. Like, like when they, they come like, in the carton. They're fucking gross. It's like when you blow your nose in the shower. That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. yeah. You know? Even even if I like, because I went through a phase where I was eating like egg whites, but I would make two regular eggs and then add egg whites to it. So it was just more egg whites. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, I'm right. still, I need that yolk. That yolk right. is that arguably yolk. the most important part of the Absolutely. entire situation. It's like you're literally eating the mucous membrane of like a chicken's egg. You're eating like, the schlep essentially it's the schlep i don't like where this conversation is <laughs> i don't like what's happening <laughs> we went from spicy diet coke to basically ruining eggs mentally <laughs> for me oh man bro i can see why Anyways, people are vegans you know whoa anywho um special guest um my lovely co-host ghosted me um so i will talk shit on his name is the season uh, as i always do 
but um no he had lunch plans they ran a little late you know things happen it's a saturday who gives a shit but anyways good thing i had my lovely friend bridget here who never has any plans whatsoever and is always nope. willing to push around <laughs> even her work schedule just to do the podcast absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's the type of commitment that I need out of a co-host, but I never get. <laughs> I literally don't have a life. So, you know. Same, same. Um, I prefer it that way, to be honest. But you uh, moved in June. Where did you move? Yep. You don't have to tell us an address. I don't want any of our, <laughs> you know, rabid listeners. Yeah, th- all three of them. Um, I moved from the North End to South Boston. Oh, Southie. Yep, Southie. Um, much bigger space. It's just yep. me and my roommate Audrey now because Kaylee moved in with Warren. So they're like doing the whole moving thing. But um, yeah, I mean, good for them, but like pass. Yeah, pass. Um, and so yeah, we have a, a lot bigger space. Um, definitely more quiet, exposed brick, as you can see. It's yeah. great. I like it. It's like my nothing my... gets my dick hard. Like two things: exposed brick and exposed wood. Hell, shiplap, dude. Oh, will, fuck me I'll, up. I will literally tits out for shiplap. Tits like a out. like a, a nice like redone mid modern home. Oh, fucking. Perfection. Also, yeah. a good a good picture window. So true. I feel like that's a must have, and if I'm gonna own a home. Honestly. Give yeah. me a, like a fat fucking picture window I can slap a dining table in front of. Right. And just I mean, sit there I'm, and do crosswords I, because that's a new thing and drink coffee at all hours of the day. All hours of the day. We yeah. actually have like a fantastic coffee bar. So like we have like this part of our countertop where we have three different coffee makers. We have like coffee maker, a Keurig, a kettle, a Nespresso, and then like a a French press and then above the cabinet we have like all of the coffees so like it's pretty much like a 24 7 like you know any anything you're feeling you can go get some coffee which is amazing um this has become like my new depression cave and I feel super like cave like because it's brick so like oh I fester in here like nobody's business you know my oh. roommate will come in and be like I haven't seen you in four days you know and I'm like <laughs> you know crumbs in the bed like yeah, yeah. laundry from six There's months like ago a melted like, Reese's cup you're yep. like is that shit or Reese's right my hair is standing it's so greasy that it's like standing up yep. on its own like yeah yeah um it's great it's it's fantastic um but I have to tell you about when I woke up in the middle of the night last night well 5 yeah. a.m so uh to a little we'll preface the story just a little context for our lovely listeners is that I wake up like probably every 90 to minutes to two hours like all like clockwork um i can tell when i'm a real ball of anxiety because i wake up like either more frequently or less frequently or i'll sleep through the night and then wake up like 30 minutes before my alarm and that's when i'm like i know something's something's up something's cooking that's a red flag yep um but i woke up like i slept pretty normally last night i woke bolt upright at what time i think it was like 354 my time roughly if i remember correctly right because it was right about so it was 348 that you texted me and i woke up at i texted you back at 353 so convert that to east coast time yep we're talking 4 a.m almost 5 a.m yep 
the so floor I is yours, my up. lady. I wake up. I also wake up like every couple of hours, but that's because I, I drink so much water before bed. Like I pee mm -hmm. like three or four times a night, at least people think that's crazy, easily. but like, I am, I am with you there every, yeah. almost every time I wake up, I pee. Absolutely. Like, it's just like a thing. I'm not sure. And I'll wake up and I always like check my phone to check the time. Like, yeah. See like what's going on. And then I'm like, I usually wake up from some sort of dream that I'm trying to process and like piece together. And so I woke up and I had. I have a really itchy bug bite on my arm from just like being outside, you know, in nature, whatever. Yeah. Existing. And I was like, this is why I don't go outside. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So I woke up and I'm like, Oh my God. And I saw that you texted me and I'm like, you know, later, like earlier in the night, like I had been asleep and I was like, dude, I, I tried to do that thing with your nail where like you, you, you do like one hard indentation with your nail and then you make a cross and you try to like X out the bug bite. And I'm like, does this work really? Or is this, is this the placebo effect where like, you're literally just like pushing really hard into this bug bite, making a dent with your nail and then being like, oh, I need to do the other side too. You know, is that like, do you think that really works? Like, I think it works, but I don't really know. So here's my theory. Um, my theory is that because like, so like it's similar, I think to, have you ever heard of the, the like old time thing where it was like, if you have like a toothache, if you really concentrate on it and like really feel the pain, then when you then like direct your attention somewhere else, that pain isn't as bad because like right. your brain is like, it's all relative. So sure. I think that you're like tricking your brain because you're creating pain in that spot instead of itchiness you're tricking your brain into thinking that something else is happening. So then your brain ignores the itchiness. That, that would make scientific sense. <clears throat> we are both noted scientists with Obviously. many, many degrees, as you can see on my wall behind me. <laughs> Published papers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, if you go on the uh, like academic Google search, oh, buddy, it yeah. says Bridget Edwards and Duncan Huff. Peer reviewed. Peer reviewed. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. So um, yeah. you guys can all tell all your friends that. Make sure people at bars that didn't ask you about it, tell them for right. sure. Yeah, They'll yeah. definitely be interested. Bring it up. Yeah. That's what we're saying. You want to start a conversation with a nice lady? Go ask her about bug bites. Yeah. Honestly. Be like, what's your theory? And then tell her what we said. And then, and then. As if back. it's fact. Yeah. And then tell, tell us what happens. <laughs> Come on the podcast. Dude, <laughs> if you have sex because of us, you are morally obligated to come on the podcast and Absolutely. tell us about it. Absolutely. That I is, mean, that's how that works. It's this funny like thing that is going around TikTok. It's like think like things that you have you say to guys to like make them like irrationally upset. This could the be one of them. Things to uh, make men angry. Yeah. It's that like is the funniest it, they're fucking so funny. series. It's like, why they're don't we just so print good. more money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when he it's says, so you say, no, it's actually because of hyperinflation. Inflation is a good thing. Yeah. Are you and in JROTC? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, like I love a short king. I yeah. love a short king. And he's absolutely not short. I love it. Except everybody in Boston is short. It's like something in the water. I see so many like, yeah, I feel like uh, there's a lot of short people here, but there's also a lot of like freakishly tall, like cowboy people. 
you know, where yeah. I'm like, where the, the what fucking right. foothill of the Appalachians did you come from, you fucking the freak? I can't. Appalachian. Which couple. one of your relatives fucked each other to make you? Because it's, you definitely don't have all your brain cells or your chromosomes, but you got six foot seven of you. So <laughs> it's like the most one of like my 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 consistent Google searches is like Appalachian people. I swear to God. Have did we discuss with you on this very program the documentary about Appalachian people? No. Do you know I um fuck it's gonna take me a second to find it um it's drug take back day dispose of unneeded medication today before 2 p.m how does no sound why don't you just sell it like yeah it's called keep that shit and take it when you're depressed like yeah just throw it away in the normal Mm. trash like a normal human yeah or if they're percocets do them um Crush them up, put them in your eggs. I'm just going to start searching people. Oh, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure this is it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. We're cooking with gas now, Bridget. I don't know if okay. we've played this on the podcast before. Nope. But this is fucking dope as shit. <clears throat> It's going to take, uh, hold on. I have to unshare it and put audio on so that everybody can hear and you. All right. So this is in, I believe they're in Virginia. Classic. Um, but it's in like the foothills of Appalachia. I don't know. This is like a whole fucking... Armed neighbors sounds about right. Um, Visitors not welcome, obviously. But this was, it must have been (laughs) soft white (laughs) underbelly. I know exactly (laughs) what this is. (laughs) One of those sounds is a dog barking, and one of them is a human barking. That's what I'm gonna say. I don't know why this isn't okay. Yeah. Look at how far apart those eyes are. So, so what are what are your names? I'm sorry. What's who's this? His name's Ray. Ray. I remember Ray. Ray. Fuck. I photographed you, Ray. Do you remember? Years ago. Ray only and your name is by barking. Lorraine. Lorraine. And Timmy. Yeah. Now you guys grew up here in in, uh, in Odd, West Virginia. How, how many years have you lived here? All oh, her life. All my life. You, you're, uh, <laughs> you guys, I mean, did you go to school? You did? So, some, some, of your bro- some of your brothers and sisters probably didn't go to school, or how much schooling did they get? They, did, they didn't wish school long, but they graduated. You graduated from what? Timmy. You went to high school, Timmy? 
Timmy went to high school? <laughs> I'd fucking doubt it, bro. So there's a specific um, girl that we went to high school with that now lives in Maryland that uh, reminds me of these people. Are you picking up who I'm putting down? I think so. It starts with an S. Yep. I know who you were talking about. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's... Ray, tell, tell me Ray. about your family. Oh, Ray, don't... He only grunts. He eats sandwiches. That's all he does. Let me, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. I'm going to see if we can't find... I loved Soft White Underbelly. Oh, here we go. You just have to stand. It says over in Ephesians chapter 6 that you take unto you the whole armor of God, having done all things you know. You know how to turn that down? And there are times that you just have to take the helmet of salvation. I think he does a one on one with Ray, and that's really what I'm here for. How, how old are you? How old are you? How old? What are you, what are you eating tonight for dinner? His Pepsi bottles upside down. Sandwich. <laughs> like, I mean, technically, these people so are allowed. You, you to grew vote. up here in, in odd West Virginia, your whole your whole life. <laughs> uh, uh, and your your family, you, you lost your brother since I was here last. Come on, right to my own porch. Tell tell me about your brother. He only barks. Oh, he does what he's told though. I like Ray. That's he what he's told. He's essentially a dog. Oh, Ray. I mean, this is getting into some real dicey territory of we are just, I am specifically me, just <laughs> making fun of mentally challenged people. But this is like a, I feel like inbreeding is a special. It's a different type. Yeah. Because it's like you did this to yourself. Right. But also, <laughs> oh. the thing is, it's like, but he's happy. I was just going to say, he's living his life. He's. Yeah. What's, he what's your favorite Pepsi memory? Right? Do you remember sandwich? anything about your life? His empty, his empty. <laughs> it looks like a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He plays. He like, you plays lost your outside. other brother. Oh. <laughs> he's like, look at that. I bother asking him questions, to be honest. Like. <laughs> like. So you, you lost your brother? Ray's brother? Ray and Tim's brother? No, Ray. Right. Tim is your nephew. Tim oh, Tim's a nephew. Tim is a nephew. But you, so there's one of the brothers that's missing now. They lost him like he died or like he like went that's into what I'm the woods who, who is that? just became a wild Freddy, that's right. Animal. Freddy's gone. Freddy. How long ago did he die? He used to be raised by the wolves. Four years. How did he die? Huh? How did like, he what's die? that movie with uh, Liam Neeson? Heart attack. So t- tell me about your family. Um, your 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 parents. Tell me about your parents. My parents died. Oh, of course, uh, yeah, they're well, older now. They'd be very old. What, your parents uh, are also your sister, honey. What can you tell me about your family? Not much. No. Not much. You love your parents? Not fucking yeah, much. Family. Good family. Yeah, she loves her family. I don't know. They're like really enjoying themselves. Oh, did Ray change? Oh, that's Timmy. Oh, there he goes. There he is. Oh, honestly, Timmy, you don't you any? just don't you sometimes just wish you were stupid so you could be happy? Yes. So, like, 
you know, I hear stories about your family that, that your parents were brother and sister or, or cousins or something degree. like that. Nothing like that. But the, but the the mental disorder that that Ray has what what is that from? I don't know. I don't know what. Oh. <laughs> but but Freddie and Ray and Timmy are both kind of have that same. Yeah. And, and Lorraine too has the same thing. What do, what do you suppose that the cause of that might have been? I don't know what cause. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, why? How would she? She, um, I, I mean, like none of them have completed Timmy, any you went sort to high of school, education. Right? Yeah. Timmy's hiding. Timmy's hiding. I'm just mostly interested in Ray. He's a, he is an interesting specimen. What's over there? He's like, it's a squirrel. <laughs> I love how he's holding up his hand. What is it? Flowers. <laughs> Someone needs to buy Ray a belt. Oh, is, is that yeah. Freddy's grave? Is that Freddy's grave? Uh, I don't know. Uh, is that legal, bro? You're just burying him in your front yard? Is that, is that allowed? Oh, Ray. Oh, Ray. So, um, yeah, I didn't think we were going to go there with this episode, but um, it's, yeah, that's uh, a thing. So Jackson Jackson found that, credit to Jackson, and we watched it, I think, when I visited last summer. We watched it, like, at a restaurant in Melrose. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? It's crazy that. Yeah, I don't. It's like, when did you get the picture? When did you like. It's also like they live in the same America that we do. Right. Wow. But very rural. Like. Yeah. I mean, it was the town is odd West Virginia, I think. It's like you say, oh, yeah, these people can vote. But, like, do you think that they would even have the capacity to know what's going, like... Or, like, how a ballot works? Yeah, I don't think anybody's coming to their door, like, doesn't look like they have TVs, like, or, like, a valid mailing address. Like, I don't think anyone's coming to their door and being like, hey, do you want to hear about, like... Like, I don't even think they would be able to get into a town that has... No. Oh, if any of... If I catch any of them driving... Yeah, we're gonna have problems. They better be uh, horse-drawn buggy exclusively. It's almost like, and you know what? I was actually funny thing because I was thinking about this when we were watching when I I went to see Dune last night in theaters, and the year is supposed to be like ten thousand something something, and I just it's like, in the future. Yep, and it's it's kind of Star Wars esque, like different planets, interstellar travel, like things like that. But like, think like the idea that things are going to revert back as we go into the future because depleted resources and because, you know, X, Y, Z, humanity almost like starts going the other way where it's like more of like a feral, like cave person type. It's like Mad Max. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like how I always think it's like a, I feel like it's like a, we're getting very like meta here, but it's I always think politics to me is a constant like pendulum you can look at it throughout history but it's like 
our country specifically, we always swing one way and then we swing back the other way. And it's just like constantly like every 8, 12, 16 years, whatever it is, we experience this like shift in the general like philosophy of all of our politicians. Right. But it's almost like if you look even bigger picture, it feels like that could be what happens with humanity, or at least that's what people think is going to happen with humanity that we've like hit or we're about to hit that peak of the pendulum. And then we're about to start swinging back the other way. And, you know, just thinking about in that sense, like, do you think like the government shutdown and COVID had any impact on their life? Absolutely not. Like they're that impacted them. They don't know that COVID happened. Do you think that Instagram shutting down the stock market crashing Bitcoin, anything of that affected any of their lives? Absolutely not. So it's like, it's almost like things might start reverting back because like, it's like, uh, I don't know. I I just have very interesting like thoughts about- What Bridget is is trying to say is that um, because of our like gene pool and the fact that everyone is becoming so mixed- we're all going to start becoming inbred and eventually generations down the road will get, we will all arrive at their brain capacity. I mean, I hope so. Ignorance is bliss. Honestly, if I could just be stupid enough to be happy, like that would be, that's the dream. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I see like some, some of these like people and they're like, they don't know, you know, up from down, they're just do, 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 like living their lives. And I'm like, bro, if I could not think about any, if I could just have yeah. blank thoughts, like it's my life like would be so the, easy. It's there's all, I think there's probably a lot of them in Boston, but especially in Nashville, it's like all the people that I see down on Broadway that are just like, I got a cowboy hat. Right. <laughs> like and that, like that's, that's what that's did it for you. That, that, that's what is making you happy. Wow. I yeah. fucking wish. Yeah, seriously. Like, and I'm over here like I can't self-medicating. Even tell you. Yeah. It's trying to get out of bed, you know. <laughs> yeah. try, like, attempting to brush my teeth, like struggling to live a normal existence yeah. while also managing the existential dread that faces me every day when I, I hop out well, of bed. I I've <clears> been there's this um book that I wanted to read that I obviously never ended up getting and reading, but it's like yeah. I think that the the title of it was like why smart people like are unhappy. It's basically mm-hmm. like the higher your IQ, like the more, the more that you are going to find problems with and like things with like, you know, high IQs and depression rates and high IQs and anxiety and high IQs in like the hedonistic cycle, like all of those studies that show like the higher your IQ, the more emotionally like, like damaged you can be because it's like if you don't have a high iq you don't your brain doesn't make the same connections and like you're just freaking blissfully it's also i think a lot of it has to do with the ability that people with like our level of intelligence are we're able to see the world in like a much greater scale and therefore understand like how like ultimately fucked we are Right. As like, like stuff like we were talking about the supply chain before we get on, right. like those people down on Broadway that are like, the hup, the hup. I got a cowboy, a cowboy hat and I'm gonna go get a butt after this. 
they don't understand that the supply chain is going to have a drastic impact on our lives in the next two to five years. Exactly. But then to on, you know, on the other, on the other side, it's like, does it, do they even need to care? Does it, is it even if, if something happens with, you know, the supply chain and they can't, there's a, you know, apparel is backed up and food is backed up and everything is backed up and prices are surging. Does that even affect their life at all? They don't all? even notice. Do, do, does that even do they? Does that even matter? Because they don't buy frivolous things. They don't. Well, uh, well it's more like except for they're like this cowboy hat that I bought last year is I bought it for two hundred dollars and now yeah. it's worth five hundred. Right. No connection made. No, none, none at all. It's like. That was my impression of a mentally challenged Southern person, by the way. (laughs) Bleep that out. Not mentally challenged. Just because you're stupid doesn't mean you're mentally challenged. Let's be honest here. We all, we both know a bunch of stupid people that they are, they are genetically perfect. (laughs) Upstairs, no one's home. Mentally challenged is a broad term, you know? I didn't, I didn't mean that they, they had any sort of like, like, um, you know, like necessarily, what's the word for it? Like a, like a condition or anything. I just meant that again, they're stupider than us. Handicapped. Yeah. Mentally handicapped. But then is being smart handicapped? Yes. I'm starting to think it is. Yeah. I'm beginning to think that we're the mentally handicapped ones. That would make sense. Yeah. If I were to, I've said this for a long time, but if you had like, you know how like they have like courtroom transcripts, if you had one of those, that was just what happens in my brain, you would be appalled. Like send me straight to the hospital. Yeah, it would. It is a, a, a deep, dark cave of, but also like a swamp cave, Mm. you know? You're like, I don't know whether to be concerned or laugh type. Yeah. And it's also like there's two sides of my brain that are at constant war in there. And it's like sometimes one is winning and sometimes the other one is winning. And it's like, are we going to be happy today? Or are we going to have, you know, just a ball of anxiety sitting right underneath our chest? Right. Sometimes last weekend I was saying, I kept saying this and I just thought it was so funny. So I kept saying it over and over again because what else do you do when yeah, yeah, you beat the dead horse? Absolutely. And we, I was out with Mackenzie and Kaylee and Mackenzie's boyfriend, and we were in New York visiting Mackenzie. We went out one night, we just got so wasted beyond belief. And we were just talking about how funny it was the next morning. And there was a picture of me and it's, you know, and I, Chris was like, lights on, no one's home. I'm like, I'm going to take it even a step farther. Like lights on lawn is mowed. <laughs> the sprinkler set, alarm system set, freshly painted, and no one's been home for 20 years. That is that is the extent. <laughs> I have disassociated so much. Yeah. Yeah. So like I live in a shed in the backyard. <laughs> there no one has been in that house. No one's been in the house, but it it, lo- it might appear that way. But no, <laughs> but no. no one's been home for 25 years. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. 26 years, I guess now. Right. Well, you got to think, I mean, the traumas didn't start at birth, so it's probably been. Or or did they? Or did they? Who's to say? Who's to say what happened in that hospital? 
Also, I we really I meant for this episode to be funny. This hasn't been funny it's at all really so dark. far. <clears throat> yeah, it's real dark. dark. So, yeah. um, welcome to our lives. Yeah. Um, but I almost wonder if like our level of intelligence is better able to perceive emotional traumas and issues instead of just thinking of them, um, thinking of them like almost like um superficially as mm-hmm. like just like being dramatic you know what I mean right well also like I feel like because I think there's like there's mental intelligence and like educational intelligence and then there's also emotional intelligence and I think those go hand in hand and I think that like a higher level of emotional intelligence makes you more aware of your own emotions and other people's I feel like Yes, but I also feel like, have you ever met someone that was, had a, that was very smart, but had a low emotional intelligence? Yes. And I feel like that's almost worse. It's like, you can't connect those dots, you know, but I also, it's like, it's almost like this, this word that the word that's coming to my head is like trauma bonded. Yeah. Like the things that like all of the relationships that like, I feel like it's like a, it's like an unconscious like you just like trauma bond with someone whether it be someone in your generation and like I have a hard time bonding with people that aren't in our generation because it's like it we don't have we don't see the same shit you know we haven't seen the same shit so it's like hard to like I can't bond with you unless it's a trauma bond sorry yeah right I can bond with you kind of over like shared interests but I do agree that like it's very segmented. I find it very difficult to bond or connect with people that are like more than three years older than older or younger than me. Like there's like like a, a, and I feel like technology has like accentuated that because it's like mm -hmm. now it's so segmented where like the kids like two to three years younger than us are like used to only communicating on Snapchat. And I'm like, I don't want to send pictures of myself. I'm disgusting. Nor do I want to send pictures of just things like, right. Like just text me. Like I want to hear what's happening in your, just say anything, hold a conversation. Do you feel like I feel the same way with like people, like the way that you talk, like the way, like the relationship I have with my parents is like, it's not like it's like surface level, but it's almost like we will never be on the same plane. And maybe we shouldn't be, maybe we shouldn't be like, maybe that's for a reason that like, there's these shifts in these generations. Like maybe the Gen Z people, like the people that are younger than us sharing all of this stuff on social media, you know, growing up with social media, it's like, maybe we shouldn't be able to connect to that. And like, yeah. there's a reason why like there, each generation has its things that it's supposed to contribute and the boomers contribute i mean absolutely nothing but like except for being our parents i guess yeah they don't i mean they contribute nothing like to the economy really nothing it's like it's oh you worked at the issue. same job for 40 years and then retired and like yeah you don't spend your money that? on anything yeah. you don't are, are you satisfied with your life yeah good for you you live in like a fucking prefab house in a prefab yeah. neighborhood in some suburb where it's all fucking white people. It's just different. It's it's also funny how like the American dream like has changed so much with each like generation, like the things that you want, like for your later life. 
it's not that like me and my mom and, you know, are only 30 years apart in the grand scheme of things. That's not that, that's not a lot of years. Like I'm almost 30. Like that's almost like my entire life. Like, and then I had someone else in my, I don't know. It's like, it, we're not that far apart, but like our different mindsets are like, it's like worlds. Perception of the world around us is drastically different than Mm -hmm. that of someone even like five to 10 years older, much less our parents' age. But also I was trying to formulate the thought that like, like, I feel like every generation, like for a while, it made sense to like segment generations like Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, boomers, blah, 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 by how they did it. But I think they didn't account for the internet existing. And I think that there's the most segmentation in how people act and how people perceive the world from people born between like 1985 and 2005 is like every two to three years, there's like almost like a slight shift. And so I think for people who like, we are like smack dab in the middle of that, that we are like, three years ahead of us and three years behind us. I'm like, I don't really connect with you at all. Exactly. It's like many generations within this sub generation of like, like, for example, can you imagine dating someone in their thirties? No. Yeah. That's what I mean. No. And it's only, and I'm only four years from that. I'm five years away from that, but even like the number three, zero, much less like a 35 year old. No. I, what would you talk about? They wouldn't understand like any of the things that I find interesting, intriguing, funny. They wouldn't understand my humor. They wouldn't like, it just wouldn't translate the same. No, not at all. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have that, that plane of like, but then there's playing devil's advocate. Thinking about people that meet and they're in love and they don't speak the same language. Do you believe in that? Do you believe in like meeting somebody, being able to like kind of communicate with them, but not really like they're from a different country. They maybe a different age. Like, no, I don't believe in that. That's fucking bullshit. I mean, that's, that's like a, you have to have a specific type of mindset for that. Like that has to be like, it's almost like a fairy tale type of story where it's like, you fall in love with this person, like on site no matter right. what and you're willing to make it work no matter what nah dog that ain't me <clears throat> interesting so so you know what i mean in, Be- in- i think it also plays hugely into the concept of love languages right because okay, mine let's get into is this. let's get in yeah this. mine is fully based on the fact that like all of the things that matter to me are the things that like we have to be able to talk to each other okay in order to achieve so it wouldn't work for me at What's all. What's your love language? <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of, the. Our, we're talking about like the five main yes. ones, right? I have to look them up because I'm stupid and I don't remember That's them. Um, but a big one for me is like acts of service. Okay. Doing things for people. I don't like necessarily presents, but I yeah. like making things for people as presents. Okay that's like a big one for me or like designing something for someone or even as simple as like cooking for you or doing the dishes or something is a big one for me. But what, how do you, how do you think you receive, like, 
is that the same way that you receive love? Like, do you think like if someone did that for you, you would, that would be like how you would prefer to see receive love? Yes. Yes. Okay. See, I, I think feel that- like I have two different, like I have like the way that I like to give love and the way that I like to receive love are, are kind of different. They're slightly different, but they both involve us being able to like communicate. Okay. Um, because another big one is like humor. Like I, we have to be able to like banter and like be able to kind of like roast each other and like go back and forth with stuff or else it's like, I'm like, I might as well be like, I think also a big part of this is customer service and always having that superficial conversation and like the people that I enjoy in a customer service setting are the ones that are willing to kind of go back and forth with you. So it's like, that's super important to me in terms of like a relationship to be able to just sit there on the couch and do nothing and just bullshit. Right. So that's a little bit of the quality time in there. Precisely. Quality yeah. time. Uh, words of affirmation because I have no self-confirmation, uh, confidence. Yeah. So that's obviously a big one. Yeah. Um, so the five, to be clear, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. I don't really care about physical touch as much. That's like not a big one for me. Like I enjoy it, but I'm like, cool. Like, obviously I enjoy cuddling and I enjoy just, you know. Yep. So. But it's not really how like you would prefer to like. No. Like it's not really how you would identify like love, actually loving somebody. Yeah. Because I also think like, like when you dig into like the concept of like cuddling or like that kind of thing, that's almost more quality time in my mind than necessarily like physical touch. Right. To me, physical touch is like referring mostly to things of a sexual nature. I guess. Yeah. But like, if like, I would say somebody like, let's say you're, let's give a situation and say how you would most likely like to like have somebody else deal with it, whether it be acts of service, let's say you had a bad day. Acts of service would be somebody like cooks you dinner and like does something for you that Mm -hmm. takes something off your plate. And you're like, that's amazing. Quality time would be somebody sits with you, chats with you, like lets you vent, like gives you advice, like those sorts of things. Physical touch would be somebody like rubbing your back or like be physically sitting close to you. Gifts would be somebody buys you like, you know, dessert or something. And then what, what was the other one? Words of affirmation. Yeah. Or did I say that one? Like telling you like that your feelings are valid. So like out of all of those, that's how like that, all those love languages would like. It's 100% quality time is the one, but it it wouldn't necessarily be like letting me vent because I don't vent. The thing is, is like I've achieved in the like year and a half that I spent being like very much alone. But like, obviously not like I'm being dramatic about that. Yeah. I wasn't very much alone. So like I, yeah, I figured out how to function as like a baseline alone. Yes. And so it's like, I don't need any yes. of those things. So what's going to add to my life? Right. So what adds to my life is yes. quality time because I want someone, like I said, who like we can put on something meaningless on TV and just like, t- like, I just want to talk and just yeah. banter and just yep. kind of like get like like distance myself from right. the day I had right like just spending time with somebody <clears throat> yeah exactly see so my or like going for a walk 
yes, definitely quality time. I would say my, I I'm very different in the sense that because I've also been single for, you know, several years, I feel like the one thing that I don't have that I would enjoy that I like seek out would be physical touch. So physical touch is my, is my love language. Like if like, I don't want to talk to you. I just want you (laughs) like, I just want to like touch. I don't know. Is that weird? Am I fucked up? (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. No, but I like, like, I understand. There's sometimes where I'm like, I just want to sit in silence and like, like, just let's exist, but together. Like acts of service. Like I already do my own shit. Like don't, you don't need to do anything for me. Don't get me a gift. Don't like, don't tell me it's going to be okay. And tell me that I'm like, no, don't no. Like I have a very like avoiding attachment style. Whereas like, I would like to physically like, I'm not a texter. I'm not a caller. Like just come over, like just hang out. I guess that could be quality time as well. Like I feel like the two go hand in hand where it's like, I would like to, like, if I'm having a bad day, I don't want you to come over and like talk it through or like cook me. (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. That's what I mean though, is like, I don't want to vent. I don't want, I want to, I want to have conversations that are separate from the day I just had. Yes, true. But like, like it's like, I think to what you're saying, it's the things that you can't achieve alone. Yes. Those okay. are the things that I'm looking for. Physical touch is like really big for me because I feel like I'm a very, very much so like, like physical connection with someone. Like if I don't have a physical connection with you, then like, I can't build that. Like I can't, yeah. like, I feel like, unless I'm like physically attracted to you and there's some sort of like chemistry, it's a no for me because like, I know like I could like your personality and I could think that you're really fun and cool, but like, and like maybe the physical touch comes after that. But like, unless I like physically feel like I want to be close to you, I, th- I'm done. Like it's not yeah. going to go anywhere from there. You know, I feel like it's like almost like a baseline, like I'm the same with my friends. Like I'm very touchy with my friends, like hugging and like, you know, like I like to be like physically like shoulder and shoulder with someone like, you know, the people that are like, oh, I don't like to like hug. I'm like, okay, well, that's all I need. But then there's also like gross (laughs) shit where I'm like, I don't want to hold hands constantly. Oh, see, I'm like that. I'm like, let's make out in public. Like, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's what I like. I don't know. I don't know. I was born this way. Okay. Um, But like the way I like Lady Gaga. The way I like to receive love is probably quality time. Like, yeah. like you were saying, like, just come, just be in my presence. Just be in my presence, you know? And, like, stuff like gifts are nice, but, yeah. like, not needed. No. It's just like, oh, that's nice that you thought of me, but, like, I'd rather you just spent the time that you did doing this and just, like, hung out with me instead. Precisely. But also, like, if I want something, I'm just going to go get it. Like there's not a lot of, unless you're going to drop like two grand on something, then like, I already have it. On the flip side of that, that would make me so uncomfortable. If someone was like, oh, I bought this for you because I know that you could like, it's Unless we are literally married and we have like a joint bank account, then I don't want anything that is valued over like $200. Right. That would make the the most expensive thing you can get for me is like a pair of shoes. Right. If you got me like a dope pair of shoes that were like 150 bucks, I would be like, 
this is bordering, but like, yeah, this is. Yeah, I'll take I'm it. I'm glad you thought of me. Right. And it's anything like, above that, if like if you bought me like an Apple Watch, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'd be so uncomfortable. I'd be like, I now I have to get you something like I which feel I obligated. Like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like that's ooh, the like, big thing that I think people miss with the receiving gifts thing yeah. is like I now feel an obligation as right. like a normal human being to now like do it back to you. Right. In a in a similar financial manner right which is like not fair it's like are you undermining me bro like yeah it's also like i'm poor i don't i work at fucking bridgestone in the fucking team store i don't right it's like even if i I don't have real money like no offense it's like i don't really like to like i like to buy things but like if it's like frivolous and it's something that i didn't need necessarily i'm like I'm a bare necessities person. Yeah, you could have just spent this on something so much more worth your time. Like, I'm not going to use this as much as, like, it's worth, you know? It's also, like, I think there's often miscommunications between if I, like, look at something and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want that. I don't necessarily mean I actually want it. Exactly. But then there are things that I don't say that I want that I'm like, this would actually add to my life. Like, for example, last year for Christmas, my mom got me like a Carhartt sweatshirt that was like water resistant. And it was like the best thing I've ever received. Like I, again, still talking about it to this day Mm -hmm. because I was like, I didn't know how much I would appreciate having this. Right. Like a real good sweatshirt is something that I value. Right. Because it's like it has like a use like it has like a. A, a, a part of like your life like it fits into your yeah. life like you're out you were outside like delivering like doing this and that and like it was something that like you would use where it's like if you get me like like jewelry oh hell no I, I'm what am I supposed to do with this look at it this is the stupidest and I know a lot of girls are very different and I think like I honestly don't think it's like oh girls versus guys I think it's like the specific person and yeah I wear jewelry but like I if someone got me something like an expensive piece of jewelry, it would just make me uncomfortable because I'm like, this adds nothing to my life, really. Even like the this concept is not... of like a ring. Oh, don't even get me started about engagement rings. I think they are the stupidest. I think it is like the literally the 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 sales economy literally created them to like create a supply and like well, it's, it's a genius market, absolute genius market. Isn't it campaign. like a legitimate genius. like? It's a, it was a marketing whole, campaign. The whole thing was a marketing campaign it by was. the diamond industry. Yeah, it was. It 100% uh, was. What's that one fucking diamond company? It was like Harry Winston or like, you know, Tiffany's or something like. It was. It was, it was, it was in the 1950s, a marketing campaign. It was not, it's not tradition. It's not, um, it's not comes from, you know, ancient. T- it's not, it isn't. It's literally was a marketing campaign to make people buy expensive jewelry. I'm trying to Google this and it's, I mean, the stupid, I Google the stupidest keywords. Mm. De Beers. Ah. How an ad campaign literally invented the diamond engagement ring. I think, and it's like, you think back and then it's like, some people do what it do enjoy that. And like, some people like it, but do, what is the difference between you like, you actually want a ring to wear because it's something that you value or you just do it because everyone else does it. What three quarters 
Three quarters of American brides wear a diamond engagement ring, which now costs an average of $4,000. Dude, think about how many Uber Eats orders that is. Even just Ubers. Think about... Think about that towards like a down payment for like if you want a house or like if you That's want like like a full year of groceries. Absolutely. Just buy food, you weirdos. But I also think, unfortunately, it is a, a societal thing where people want it because that's just what they think they should do. That's what like society expects. And like, if I don't wear a ring, ring, how are people gonna know? I'm engaged. Everybody else does it. If I don't do it, people are going to think something's wrong with me, you know? Which I do feel like we're kind of bucking that trend as a generation. Like, I feel I like so. our generation is very much reinventing the idea of marriage and how that all That's has very to function. True. That's very and true. It's like and like there, the are, there are definitely people who like want to do it the traditional way. And like, that's all well and good. But it's like, I feel like the a surprising amount of my friends are like, nah, we just like, like, don't give a fuck about the ring. Don't give a fuck about the wedding, really. Like, let's just get married, have one of our friends officiate and have like a party. Yes. And call it a day. And I think <clears throat> it's like we talk about like this tradition, but this ad campaign came out in 1950s. Like Epstein traces its origins old. to the discovery of massive diamond mines in South Africa in the late 19th century, which for the first time flooded world markets with diamonds. The British businessmen operating the South African mines recognized that only by maintaining the fiction that diamonds were scarce and inherently valuable could they protect their investments and buoy diamond prices. They did so by launching a South Africa-based cartel, De Beers Consolidated Mines LTD, now De Beers, in 1888, and meticulously extending the company's control over all facets of the diamond trade in ensuing decades. Um, Does it say when the ad campaign came out? In 1938, amid the ravages of the Depression and the rumblings of war, Harry Oppenheimer, the De Beers founder's son, recruited the New York-based ad agency NWA to burnish the image of diamonds in the United States where the practice of giving diamond engagement rings had been unevenly gaining traction for years but where the diamonds sold were increasingly small and low quality Mm. Um, so I think it was like yeah 1930 uh, in its 1947 strategy plan the advertising agency outlined a subtle program that included arranging for lectures to visit high schools across the country that's psychopath shit. That's targeting. All of these lectures revolve around the diamond engagement ring and are reaching thousands of girls in their assemblies, classes, and informal meetings in our leading educational institutions. That's crazy. That is straight. That was straight. Like that. That that's some. What is in that 1947? movie that we had to watch? Like with the Nazis brainwashing. What? Uh, Remember that the movie? Boy we had in to the striped pajamas. Like, no, the the movie that we had to watch that like the glorious bastards. The guy didn't know it. He did the experiment, the social experiment in his class. Do you remember we had to watch that? He did the social experiment on his class to show that like the Nazis used like brainwashing and like social um, society norms to like get people to like believe yeah, in there. Exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I don't remember what like the wave, the new, the wave, something, the wave mm. or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, it's like that's literally like telling people what they should be doing just because you want to make some extra money, bro. Um, <clears throat> so 
1947, the agency commissioned a series of portraits of engaged socialites. The idea was to create a prestigious role model for the poor middle class wage earners. The advertising agency explained in its 1948 strategy paper, we spread the word of diamonds worn by stars of screen and stage, by wives and daughters of political leaders, by any woman who can make the grocer's wife and the mechanic's sweetheart say, I wish I had what she has. And then in the late 1940s, they came up with the slogan, a diamond is forever. It's like, you're trying to prove, and like nowadays, it's like, oh, if I don't get a diamond, people are going to think like, if I don't buy a diamond for this girl to ask her to marry me, she's not like, she's not going to think I have enough money to support her. Or she's not going to think I'm worth it. Right. But it's like, honestly, you're just like $10,000 more broke than i am let's be honest it is the same buying a diamond is like buying a pair of pants online that don't fit you might as well open your window and throw the money out off your balcony from 1939 to 1979 de beers wholesale diamond sales in the united states increased from 23 million dollars to 2.1 billion wow honestly the the marketing majors and ad majors should really study this campaign like that is seriously but also i don't know i don't know if this shit would fly these days i don't know if you could pull this off i don't know look what apple's done absolutely absolutely apple is absolutely monopolized the 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 entire market based off of sleekness and look and oh you don't have iMessage yeah but also like they apple doesn't have like a a um they didn't create like a manufactured exclusiveness you know what that's i mean yeah. like that's what the whole point of this was was like to basically inflate diamond prices right by creating like this idea that diamonds are rare when they're really not when they're not but apple products i actually think that like if you're being genuine about it apple products are relatively reasonable I yeah, guess I that's because they're an expense that's just been built into our life, but like, right. <clears throat> I guess, but they do add something like they add applications that, which is, wasn't, hadn't been added before to like a smartphone and like that sort of thing. So like, there are things that they truly like created that are Apple specific and Apple exclusive. Whereas like diamonds, like the, people just weren't buying them because what, what are you going to do with a ring? What are you going to do? With it wasn't a part of society. No, exactly. And it was also during the fucking Great Depression. Right. But they were also trying to like, how can we like, how can we create like more of like a hierarchy nowadays? Like, oh, a one carat ring versus three carat ring. Now all that stuff, it, it's still so underlying in, in like, I bet if they took 100 men that are wanting to propose, wanting to get married to the, their significant other and they asked them, did you, did you even think twice about buying a ring to propose? Most of them would probably say, no, it's just like ingrained in my brain, like buy a ring to propose. Like, did you even think twice about it? Like, did you even like think, is, does she want to wear it? Does she wear jewelry? Does she enjoy, you know, uh, does she enjoy like material things? Does she would she value this? Would she? No, no, it's just like, that's just what you do. Yeah. And like, there's also so many other things that like, I think it's so thought of as like a, like 
as like showing other people that you're married, but it's like, what does that matter? Really? Why, why Realistically, it... like how many situations are, is someone walking up to you and being like, are you married? Right. Or like if people see a ring on your finger, they would be apt to talk to you or not talk to you. Would it be that much harder to tell someone, oh no, I'm engaged actually versus them just looking at a ring and being like, oh, she's engaged. How, how many seconds of your day is that like affecting? And like also then on that, on like the other access of that, how much does a ring actually mean to you? Like I had a conversation recently where I was like, I would much rather get like, let's go get like tattoos together or something yeah. like that, that we both like, because it's just as permanent, if not way more permanent. Right. And it's be something that we get to choose and is like going to be a part of our being forever. And like, that seems way more meaningful than like, I also don't want to fucking wear a ring. I mean, yeah, that's just at the end of the day. Like I, I have ADHD. That's going to be a fucking miserable time. I think where I'm I play from, with like everything I'm like, like right. I'm just, you know, yeah, like I right. want a, another thing to play with An, a, another thing to lose literally. Precisely. And I, I actually, I actually enjoy, I don't, I don't hate on the fact of like a wedding, like when you get married in the ceremony and you put a ring on you, I, I don't mind that. That's actually something I don't mind. Like, no, that's fine. That's fine. Because you, it's like an event. Right. And it's like, that you get to have that day special. right? and you get and to have it however you want it to exactly. be. Exactly. So if you I don't put a ring on somebody's finger, when you actually do the ceremony of like officially getting married, signing the slip, doing the, you know, mailing in, you know, changing your name. If that's something that you're like, yeah, I'd like to have something that's like, I don't know, something to symbolize this day, something to X, Y, Z. That's I'm all for that. It's the, it's the, it's the proposal and the engagement and the expense of a diamond ring is what, I, where I'm like, wait a second. It's also the expense of the diamond ring for an engagement. Right. You're not even getting married yet. No. Like, and also it's like, if we did a whole thing with the rings, I'd buy cheap ass fucking rings and then just put them somewhere. Right. That we can like, look at them. I don't want to wear it. No. And it's like, I get like some girls and it's, this is where like, you probably don't get like how people, women like, like to wear jewelry because it's like an accessory to their outfit or, you know, whatever. But it's like the whole show your wealth and show your status and be able to like societal status and, oh, you're engaged. Like you have a nice rock on your finger. It's like, no, you're just that much more that I just have that much more money than you do. Like, I actually have more money now because I'm not paying something off. Like, and it's, you know, I I was just thinking about my mom and she had her engagement ring and like thinking about how many times she's actually like worn. She's like, I don't wear my ring. You, you wash your dit, you wash dishes, you pick up kids. You, you like, you're doing stuff with your hands all the time. Yeah. And it's like these people that buy like the replica of their ring or like that rubber thing to put, because they don't want to travel with their ring. They don't want to do this with their ring. It's like, okay, so why'd you get it in the first place? To circle back, it has no utility. Apple products have utility. They just have added value to it by like perfectly pinpointing design features. 
that's true. They have the made it yeah. the most aesthetically pleasing for something that we, for all intents and purposes, look at all fucking day. Right. They've like maximized the aesthetic uh, pleasantness of their products while also offering unparalleled utility. So it's right. like, I'm okay with spending $1,500 on a MacBook. A, because I've had this computer for like running up on a decade almost. Right. I've probably had this computer for eight years at least. And you, gotta, you, you, phys- you like I use it, it almost every single day. Right. And then it my is. phone. Right. I fucking, it just, they, you pay it off with your fucking phone bill as is. Yeah. And again, I use it. The screen time app will tell you a concerning amount on a daily basis. And like people using it for not even like getting in contact, work things like you kind of need it. Like you, you can't really like survive nowadays without having that connection to. They also just like they cornered the market of like adding accessories that are useful. Like I have fucking AirPods in right now. I use my AirPods like I every day for right. like a uh, two full charges of them probably and it's like also Apple like Watch. the 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 enjoyment of the things that you can also get from your phone like if I, if you couldn't have any apps that like were social media or like just for like pure enjoyment on your phone yeah maybe i would have a flip phone because like to text and call like yeah it's convenient to have like a you know a, a phone but like i like I have like the added enjoyment of being able to like Google things on the spot and like, you know, things like that, like watch videos that make me laugh. And TikTok is my entire life because yeah. to be honest, thinking about my life before TikTok, I'm like, yeah, I probably laughed a couple of times a day, but like I audibly laugh at TikToks. Like they, they add to my Multiple life. times like, a day. They, I so much enjoy, like, I just very much enjoy it. It, it brings yeah. me joy. Yeah. Like it's fantastic. It, it uh, no offense, but something on my finger that is like it's. I don't know what if it would bring me any joy, to be honest. At all. Um, oh. And yeah. also, Apple has also cornered the market of successfully being able to tether all of their products to each other, so yeah. that it is a seamless transition through all right. of them. So, like. I can right now hop on iMessage on my computer and send text messages that are this just a continuation of the thread that's on my phone. Right. As far as I know, Microsoft doesn't fucking offer that. So I don't think so. I don't think so. And you gotta I, be honestly, using like WhatsApp or some fucking jerk off bullshit. Smart because they're not even gonna go there. It's like it's to the point where like you think about like the market and things that have monopoly on the market, and you're like, okay. Would you even go there and try to do something similar or would you just find a different niche? It's like the answer is finding a different niche. Microsoft has Excel and Word and Outlook. That's their niche. Well, like, so, you know, my, like my, your niche. my thesis on this is yeah. that Microsoft was created as a platform for third party like extensions and developments and stuff. So like Microsoft is very good for being a baseline just like nuts and bolts program that it's like you download third-party stuff on it. Like they've created, yes. like you said, like Microsoft word, the whole Microsoft office thing, because that's what originally the computer was used for. They like right. perfected that 
Apple, however, took it to the next step and integrated most of your useful, like most useful third-party apps into their platform so that you don't have to go and go to the app store to download a fucking messenger to be able to talk to your friends. True. Very true. So again, like you said, they have like more utilities. Yes. So true. This is the picture I was talking about when I was talking about earlier. Lights on, nobody home, no one's been home for years. Oh, yeah. The red eye is fucking fantastic, too. Like, nobody has been home in that brain for years. You look like you communicate through barks. (laughs) (laughs) I I should start, honestly. Like, how funny would that be? That would be good. I wonder if Ziggy. Where is he? Oh, he's getting into some shit. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's okay. just hanging out in my bed. Ziggy, okay. come here. As long as he's, as long as he makes noise, that's. Yeah, he he's unfamiliar with my apartment still. He just knows that there's treats somewhere in here. Sniffing around. I think we're gonna go get a Who's toy after this. this. What? Whose dog is whose dog is this? Uh, neighbor. That's so fun. I'll tell you off her. Um, I have a, um, uh, here we have a TikTok to watch real quick, just cause I think this okay. is fucking dope. You might've seen it, but we brought up TikTok, So I got to show at least one. Yep. Um, and then we can run through some of our topics and then fucking probably get out of here. I don't have a whole, we got real deep on that. Yeah, that was crazy. Good combo, though. Dude, the talent on TikTok is unmatched. Unparalleled. So much good talent. Just thinking about like the DJs, like the mixes that I've seen, like so good. Just fucking mind blowing. Because it's like the 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 creative comedic brains and like the also just like talent, like just pure talent. Where it's like, and it's also like most of these people, this is just shit they do like on this. Like they just have normal jobs and then this is just what they enjoy doing. Right. I think that TikTok has given um, people the uh, the opportunity to like, I also, I think it's changed the stand-up. Like the, com- the, the stand-up comedy bar has been changed since TikTok. Stand-up and podcasts both. Absolutely. Because I think that it's, it's given people the option to like, okay, yeah, you, there was YouTube before and before Vine, like there was Vine, which ended, you know, Vine was great before it ended. But rest like, in peace. Rest in peace. But like <laughs> YouTube, it's like you had to make a channel and you had to upload it and there wasn't a feed. There was never like a feed. Like you had to- No, that was for, YouTube's for main issue is it's yes. a long form and there's no like real, like you can't just scroll. No. And so I think like TikTok is absolutely mastered the- you can literally just hold down a button, either use someone else's like sound or make your own sound, do it in 
under a minute upload mm-hmm. it and it could land on somebody's random you know whatever like it's given people like all these people that you're like oh my god this person is so funny or so talented and like they didn't have to make you know they didn't have to buy an hd camera or an hd microphone to like make videos and then you know the best videos are the people with like a fucking uh mint mobile phone where you're like this video quality is dog shit but there's some crackhead yelling on the street about something or like waving their broken arm around and you're like this is fucking incredible it's it's like it's i thought do you have any hot takes on tiktok Uh, no he's just none um the this the bar for stand-up comedy has raised because of tiktok because there are truly so many funny people out there and i think it's like okay am i gonna go like yeah i i appreciate your hustle be trying to be a stand-up comedian and going and doing shows but like i've laughed so much louder at these random people on tiktok like spurting random shit so it's like it's almost like giving it a little bit of Edge. But it's also like I feel like it weeds out the good comics from the bad comics because like the really good comics right now that are up and coming at least are the ones that are filming all of their shows, like whether it just be on a phone or whatever, and then editing it down and just posting clips as promos. Right. Like, exactly. I, do you know Namesh Patel? Yes. He's, He's so funny. A prime example of yes. like if he comes to Nashville, I'm going to see him. Because all I do is every night, I just see a new video of him murdering on stage. Yeah. With whatever it is. And it's always like crowd work, new material. He'll post longer bits in like sets, like different yep. videos and stuff. He keeps it short and clean. And I also think like TikTok, what separates TikTok from YouTube is like how many times on YouTube do you like up or downvote a video? Never. TikTok built in a like data harvesting thing yes. by likes yes. because they like if you like a video they will immediately put more similar videos and you can go back and see your likes which I know you can in YouTube as well but like it's, it's more a more complicated quick, like it's quick it's interface quick. Can, exactly yeah. and you're like oh there's this funny TikTok oh I know I liked it I'll go back and like find it yeah. really quick yeah exactly but, like I think it 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 targets people like me that I don't want to actually post anything, but like I'm on it actively and I'm actively liking and following people. And it's like, it's, it, it like incorporates those people that don't necessarily want to post, but they're still like an active part of like the TikTok community. Yeah. So it's fabulous. And then there's also like the pre and post TikTok generations. If we want to circle back on that. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, People that are like, I don't want to download TikTok because I don't want to be on my phone all day. It's like, what are you better than Just me or something? You trying like, are you trying to be better than me? Like, I spend hours a day on TikTok and I still fucking I'm outside all the time and I still yeah. manage to have a very like normal life. And I see, I mean, look at the sun is right here. You can right. see it on my face. It's, it's perfect. It's actually I I so you know enjoy what I can do. I can open this door and then I'm outside. I'm fucking outside now. And who said that that you can't have it all? Right, Zig? We're outside now. It's like, you're not better than me because you don't watch, you don't scroll on TikTok in bed before you go to sleep. Like, sorry. It's how I unwind. 
Yeah, it's funny. I had like a busy couple of days and I didn't get to like really go on TikTok. And then last night I just like got out of work and I did my thing. And then I spent like two hours in bed just watching TikToks. And I was like, this is fucking fantastic. It's like letting loose. Like, yes. I felt like there were so many things I missed on TikTok. Like there was the new things to say to men that will make them upset. Like, you know. Okay, let's dive into our topics because these are sort of also TikTok related. Yes, all of them. Everything is TikTok related nowadays. Yeah. Brian Laundry. Brian Laundry. Um, I'm so for those of you who don't know, preface people. His uh, remains were found uh, in remains the Florida swamp. I think was what it was. I can look it up, but. Um, basically they found him dead and the FBI confirmed it. Um, I just like got the text that was like, oh, um, the, he's dead. Um, very disappointing end to the story. I mean, there was so much hoopla. There was so much fucking nonsense surrounding this. Everyone had a different theory about it. TikTok was like fucking cooking with it. Yeah. So many people got TikTok famous just off of this case. Absolutely. And then he just ends up dead. Like, come on. This is the thing. I know that this is going out on a limb, but there is part of me that because they haven't, the only thing that they specified about this quote unquote remains, which is like they publish that because they don't want to be specific about what they found it's it's not an maybe it's not an intact body but it technically can be an intact body if they are talking about remains like basically it's basically like a pr it could be a wide variety of things it could be a wide variety of things so the thing is they talk about these remains the only thing that they confirm the only reason they came out and confirmed his brain laundry because of his dental records so this is something that gets me thinking because you know, the whole sketchiness of the parents finding like his belongings and um, just like the FBI had cadaver dogs looking for five weeks and everybody on the planet was searching for this man. Um, they had helicopters, they had this, they had that, they had people combing through these, this supposed, you know, preserve to, that he was on. To clarify, the FBI, uh, said that they recovered skeletal remains so it's been five weeks okay people are saying oh a body can't you can it, it the trail originally was underwater so yeah. essentially you, your body could decompose that fast underwater that's it's not unrealistic but dental records makes me think teeth which makes me think okay is there some sort of something going on where like his parents really wanted him to get away with this? He's on a boat to Mexico. He's on a boat to Cuba somewhere. And they actually pulled his teeth. Unlikely, but it's just sketchy that they couldn't find him. And then all of a sudden the parents come to the trail and they found him. It also yeah. makes me, It also makes me really sad that he killed himself because People are like, oh, that scumbag, like he got what he deserved, blah, blah, blah. Like he was like evading, like just going to jail. It's like, I I think he was truly messed up. I think if you have the capacity to do that to somebody and if you have the capacity to kill somebody that you love, 
and then kill yourself and, you know, run away from home, all this stuff. Clearly something's wrong. Like, I don't think he was like right in the head. Like, I just think the FBI fucked up majorly. They must have. Yeah, but like how? I don't know. I think part of them fucked up by not taking him in immediately and putting him, you know, under custody when they first like saw him. I think that would be, that was their first mess up. Letting him actually have the opportunity of leaving, going out into the woods as an experienced hiker, bad idea. But did like, wait, did they let him go? Like, are you just talking about when they had him originally for the domestic violence thing? Well, no, when he came back with the van and Gabby wasn't there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. they should have taken him into custody immediately. Yeah. Um, even if he didn't do it, think about somebody in the mind of like somebody's fiance is missing and they're taken into custody. It's honestly like no harm, no foul. Like you're pro- if you didn't kill your fiance and something happened to her and you're coming and you come home, you, I don't really think you're going to mind being in custody. Like, I think there could have been some workarounds where like they were, they could have held him for very something. reasonable to hold. him. Absolutely. So but I think like they messed they, up by not holding like, him. How did they, how did him like coming home happen? Like he came, he home, came home and did anyone question him? So he came home with the van. Three days later, his parents called the police saying my son's fiance is missing or, or, you know, called her parents and said, Brian's yeah, yeah. home and she's not with him. It was three days of him being home with his parents. And he can't, he had the van that they were traveling in. And then they took him in for questioning and then they can't, they didn't hold him because he wasn't under arrest because he lawyered up. He wasn't speaking unless he was under arrest and they had no reason to arrest him. So they couldn't hold him, which is like, okay, I get it. You can't, you're not going to arrest him, but like, you should have held him, bro. Like, you know, like he, something's fishy. Something was fishy in, in the beginning. And I think it's really sad that his parents didn't immediately turn him in because yes, he would have been in jail for the rest of his life and he would have, you know, but would you rather him be dead? No. Like he obviously is twisted. Like, you know, let's say you have a son one day and he comes home and is like, shit, I killed my girlfriend because we got into an argument and I accidentally killed her and I hid her body. And now I'm here. Would you hide him? No, I'd be like, was she dressed like she was asking for it? I'd be like, first of all, blonde or brunette? <laughs> Tell me it was a redhead, kid. Right. Would you rather him actually get the help he needs and like maybe, you know, get checked out and and, and go be in a facility? Or would you also, rather kill himself in a swamp in Florida? Like the yeah, parents. There's a high right chance then. that based on everything surrounding this, that there could have been a case for like, um, whatever it is like mental incapacity or like yeah like temporary whatever insanity, it is exactly yeah psychotropic something yeah that you could have actually gone and like addressed these things and maybe yeah. had like some sort of reasonable life or like relationship and you know i think it's messed up because people are like i'll do anything to evade prison i'd literally kill myself it's like that shouldn't be the thought because if you're actually sick if you're actually mentally sick like 
there, there should be some want. There should be people around you that are like, okay, they're not going to put you in a jail in gen pop. Like if you're mentally sick, like, and I feel like that there's like a stigma around, like maybe he would be, and that's why he would rather kill himself. And it's like, I don't know. It's just like, I find the whole thing kind of sketchy. I find the whole thing really sketchy. Yeah, true. Like he'd be fine. The justice system takes care of those. Unfortunately. It's, it's just like, you know, they, and they like discovered five other bodies whilst looking for him, which is also crazy to me. It's like, what, you never looked? (laughs) Nobody ever like. Someone calls and is like, oh my God, my, my brother went hiking in this part, this national park in Florida and never came, but they're like, all right, we'll tell you if he turns up. Hey, like you never looked. Well, have you also heard about the, like, uh, I think they're called the, we talked about it, but the skinwalkers. No, you've never heard of skinwalkers. It's like this, um, this like old native American theory where they're like, like supernatural humans that live in like these like rural forest areas and they um like basically like they can like shape shift and like they will just like take like children and like humans and just like drag them away and eat them and this is like a real thing and it's like perpetuated by how many people disappear in national forests and like how many weird things go on in national forests and national parks. I mean, I don't not believe it, but I also think it might just be a cover for human trafficking. It could be. If you were going to pick but up also like, to sell for, to, in, uh, to Albania for human trafficking. But are you first, picking up like, like a seven-year-old boy? That's exactly what they're looking for. Mm. <gasps> that, yeah. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, they are looking for young boys. They're looking for anybody to they like human trafficking is mm. not just for sexual, you know, it just seems like I always assume that human trafficking is most prevalent in coastal areas. Yeah, my my I thought that, too, but my roommate, Audrey, went to James Madison University in Virginia, and she said that the there was a few spots that they told students to stay away from because there's this one place that's near campus that's like four or five highways that like intercross and split and like you can get on and off and there's like this split of like these major highways like 95 like a couple of different yeah. like major roadways that like converge West Virginia is like a you said West Virginia right Virginia Virginia either way that's like the the nexus for like if you you have to go through Virginia to travel down the East Coast as well as to get from Across. anywhere on the coast to the Midwest. Yes. So like it's like this cross of like these international or these not international, these national highways that they pick people up for human trafficking because then they can't the if a helicopter were above or a cop were around, they, they have a harder time reading license plates and tracking because all the different highways, like you can get on and off a highway really quick mm-hmm. and people don't really know where you're going. So like apparently, and she said, it's like, there's not, I guess Virginia is on the coast, but like, there's not, it's just like a, an easy spot to pick up anybody and like take them somewhere where like, you're not going to be tracked. I guess my point was, if you're going to 
kidnap someone in like the Grand Tetons or something, you then have to figure out how to get them to somewhere to then get them to the trafficking location. So I just think that although that's a strong possibility, it just seems like in terms of effort to reward, there's much easier targets than like a kid in a national park. It's true. And it's like the skinwalkers might just be any, like that might just make more sense in this sense, in this case. Plus like how many things have the native Americans ever been wrong about? Not a lot. Right. Wow. Pretty spot on. They knew some shit. They did know some shit. And you know what? Cheer, like they should know some shit. They've been here longer than we have. Yeah. They've been here longer than Alec Baldwin. I can't believe this motherfucker. Uh, also, first of all, yeah, I get you feel bad, but like, why did they give you a prop gun that was apparently a prop gun that was loaded? Apparently that was the third time that week that a similar situation happened. That was the third time a prop gun had been loaded with real bullets. I'm sorry, who was like the costume and prop director of these things that isn't being fi- fired? There was a, the cast or the crew walked out one day like this past week because they were concerned about safety on the set. Probably should have been a red flag. Yeah. But also imagine that mo- that split second right after he fired the gun and like th- th- something actually happened do you think he was like am i magic now cuz that would be my first thought <laughs> that would be like if yeah. you pointed a finger gun at somebody and, and you're like died. pow pow and then they're like oh. <laughs> but also i'd be like-, like holy shit i'm a fucking wizard guys <laughs> I he's been on he's been in many movies. Don't you feel the weight difference? I don't think there's. Or would that you much. not? When you're when you're talking about a pistol, a blank versus right. a oh versus God. a what real if it was bullet. Like, what if there was literally one bullet in there, and it was just Russian roulette, and he actually happened to just kill someone. I'd be like, dude, I'm gonna start playing like the lottery. That's what I would say. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say you were gonna start playing Russian roulette. That too, but maybe also, next time like, I'm home, we can get a head start on this whole killing ourselves thing. Yeah, that would be nice, honestly. It'd be the easiest way to go. Yeah, you're like already nervous and you're like, you know, thinking about life and it happens. Well, I mean, happen. we just we just got to get like lights on nobody's home and then we blow up the house. There are so many easy ways to kill yourself nowadays. Yeah. Did you see? Okay, recent news. Did you see that guy? There's a kid from a Paul Rudd movie. He's like, he was a child actor in a Paul Rudd movie. Um, And then he was 17 and he killed himself by ordering sodium nitrate on Amazon and then just like ingesting it. No. Yeah, he was. What does it do to you? I'm not really sure. Um, It's just like poison. I just, you know, I live for um, the entertainment of others. So I would want my eventual suicide to be entertaining. I guess. Is sodium nitrate bad for you is the very first thing.
Are you sure it was sodium nitrate? No. Um, let me look it up. It was like Paul Rudd. Hold on, I'll be right back. Paul Rudd. found Paul it Rudd. great so the guy um a ch former child actor matthew minler he was in our idiot brother with paul rudd and he died via suicide um he bought 15 dollars worth of sodium nitrate on amazon and it was the dose to kill it was enough to kill four people he died of like sodium nitrate toxicity poisoning or yep. whatever um, cause I, when I Googled sodium nitrate, like sodium nitrate is used in like a lot of things we eat. That's concerning. I guess it's just high quantities of it. Bacon, like deli meat, and jerky. It's a common preservative in cured meat products. So you could technically, by that logic, you could kill yourself with beef jerky. That's the way to go. You'd have to eat a lot of it. Yeah. Like a lot of it. Seven Slim Jims. More than that. Eight. Uh, <laughs> nine. <laughs> this is called the episode where Bridget and I count to 100. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. One. It's probably just like. Two. Three. We just lost Bridget. That was interesting. Maybe her phone died. I don't know what's going on. But um baby bat. Couple wrecks. Couple Grammys on them. Couple plaques. Eight. What and the she's back. Uh that was um something weird just happened. Um yeah. I don't know. Are you on your computer? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Maybe it was it a Wi-Fi like, thing. My whole screen just blacked out and it logged me out. Weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So I guess it was probably just like a high concentration. But to your point, $15 on Amazon probably should have been flagged. I don't know. Uh, a rope would have been cheaper. Yeah, but harder to maneuver. 
And you have to like Google like how to make a noose, like where do I hang it? The knots are confusing, you know? I mean, I have a balcony right here that's staring me in the face. This has been a really deep and dark yeah. session. It's been tough to to change gears to be funny. <laughs> 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 like I was, I was doing my best on the Brian Laundry thing. I felt like I kind of did on the Alec Baldwin thing, but it's like this. Just, it, it's, this, this is why we need Jackson. A, yeah, this has been more of a therapy session than he, literally. This is why else. we need Jackson. This is why yeah. we couldn't do this on our own it's because Jackson would be here to like say something stupid. Yeah, yeah, no, Jackson would have nipped all of our deepness in right in the bud. Yeah. Um, how many times do you sneeze? when you sneeze at least three okay because i used to be three now it's just one good one interesting and i'm intrigued by that okay it depends like when you're sneezing like if i sneeze when i wake up in the morning it's three it's at least three maybe four if something is like tickling your nose it might be a one this is like at all times. It's just uh-huh. now one. It's not like a I just get one good one. Like yeah, I, it used to be like I had like Tourette's. Yeah, like a yeah, and you it would come out of nowhere. Now yeah. it's like I feel it coming, and it builds up, and then all of a sudden I'm like two. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I don't I know, know why that is. Maybe like. Your body has just evolved. Yeah. Maybe I am a superior human being. Do you, do you know why people say bless you when you sneeze? No. It's because in old, back to Native American tradition, when you would go, when someone would go to sneeze, they would open their mouth wide achoo, and sneeze and people would say bless you. So evil spirits didn't get in through your mouth oh it's kind of like yeah. a knock on wood thing right yeah so it's kind of a weird like people are like oh bless you and it's like you you say that to anybody like which is kind of weird it's like you're just blessing someone at a, a stranger yeah out of nowhere and who are you I like to, bless to say someone? i like to say gesundheit because i like to get back to my german roots it means the same thing Put your arm down. <laughs> it means the same thing, no? I don't know. What's the actual translation of how do you spell? But we really should just be saying like, excuse you. Gesundheit. Where it literally means health. It is a combination of gesund, which is healthy, and height, which is hood. I kind of like, I do like that better than bless you. Yeah. It's like, oh, I hope you're healthy. Like, yeah, be good health. Whereas like bless you, it's like, I, do I want to bless you? I feel like it's very much like become like a, in our, I always think of it as it being like a very like American religious kind of thing. I'm just like, why are we bringing religion into my sneezes? Right. We don't say it when someone coughs. No. What's the difference between that and a sneeze? Yeah. When someone coughs, we're like, pull your fucking mask up. Right. 
Yeah. Or when someone yawns, your mouth is open a lot wider than it is when you sneeze. Yeah, that's when you stick a finger in there. Try to get them to gag. When you're like, that's rude. Yeah. I'm interesting. Why are you yawning? Yeah, exactly. I'm offended I know your that brain you needs enough... oxygen, yeah. but I didn't, how dare I'm offended you not be you ready for me to soliloquy at you. Night. Oh my God, that we're talking about it. Really... Dickhead. It's also like the yawn effect. It's like when you see someone else yawn, you have to yawn. Who the fuck is calling me? Jackson. Hey. I just got home. Nice. We're wrapping up, Jackson. If you want to hop on, you can, but we're about to wrap up. (laughs) Hi, Troll and Stone Podcast. Uh, Go fuck yourself. Thanks. Oh, my God. That was Jackson. He had one too many vodka sodas. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Jackson. Hi, Bridget. Hi. He, she says she says hi. I can't hear. Yeah, your mustache looks great. Thank you. You should open one more button on your flannel. Oh, just kidding. You got me there. <laughs> Classic prank. Classic. You showed me his penis. Oh, classic. Classic flashing. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's a funny one. He's a... I mean, it's a shame we didn't have him, or else we wouldn't have... gotten. I don't know what even would have... This would have been a drastically different episode. I think so. I think we got really dark. And honestly, in the theme of Halloween. Yeah. Do you, are you do you dark. have a Halloween costume picked out? I don't I haven't dressed up since 2017. Yeah, I'm considering dressing up, but I don't know if I want to. Depends. Uh, I yeah. so what I do is in preparation for Halloween, I just think of costumes like minimal effort costumes where it's like I have to people are like who are you and I'm like, "Oh, I I then have to explain it to them and then they're like, "Oh, so this year's is uh, Gay Hulk. Um, I'm going to dress up as Bruce Banner. I'm just going to dress normally. And then I'm going to wear a name tag that says, Hi, I'm Bruce Banner. And then I'm going to... So fucking the Predators have uh, pride hats that say smash on it in rainbow lettering. And then every time I'm just going to be like, you don't, you don't want to see what I'm like when I get horny. <laughs> I like that. That is creative. That's super creative. Minimal effort. All I have to do is get a hat and a name tag. That's perfect. Yeah. I like that. I don't know what I would be. I A couple of years ago, I wanted to be like in She's the Man when she dresses up as Sebastian because it's like actually a girl, Amanda Bynes, dressing up to be a guy. I thought that would be funny. Just cross-dress? Yeah, no, literally. (laughs) Then I have to get like a wig and like a blazer. Ben said that I should be uh, Billy Mays. I don't even know who that is. The OxyClean guy. Oh, yeah. But how would you just carry around OxyClean and that's it? I would just get like an OxyClean shirt. But again, that's more effort. Right. So where are you going to get that at this, you know, late of time? Amazon probably. 
we know what the supply chain's like out there. Oof. Yeah. Don't know if you might get not, it in might time. Might not get to me. Yeah. All the way from China. Oh. All, All right. the way from I'm Vietnam. Go, I think take this puppy for a little jaunt. I need to. Take him for a romp. Yeah. We can go get some exercise out so he stops whining at me. Just kidding. Poor Zag. He just wants some attention. Well, thanks for having me on. This was great. This I was can fantastic. Can, I can now cancel my therapy appointment this week. Yeah, good to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was it. Perfect. This was it. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, we went some weird places, but. We're weird people. Yeah. We're just it's being nothing ourselves. new. Yeah. No. I mean, the first two times you came on, it was very funny. And this time it was just not. And that's fine. We have different sides of us that we yeah, all have we to embrace. we don't have to be funny all the time. Not all the time. Next time we'll have to do me, you, Becca, and Jackson, and that yeah. will be a hoot. That, that was be- originally our plan, but the, I I know just purely based off of how today went, scheduling would have been abysmal. Yeah, we'll do. We'll, I also we'll four people four people on a Zoom call is like one too many sometimes. I don't think so. Really, I just feel like in this format, it's always talking over each other. Yeah, but it's same thing with. We'll just have to have more specific topics. topics. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like nothing really interesting happened this week. I mean, no. I just stared at the ceiling all week. Yeah, and I mean, also, even in the news, it's like I've already talked about Brian Laundrie for fucking four episodes. Literally. Nothing new. Alec Baldwin isn't that interesting. Yeah, it's like, oh, that creep shot someone? Yeah, ugh. So surprise, surprise, some creepy Hollywood guy killed someone. I did have a joke about how somebody was like, oh, did like Alec Baldwin killed somebody? And I was like, fuck. It was something about uh, Hilaria and her being fake Spanish. Yeah. It was a good joke. Oh, maybe next time. Yeah. Mira. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bro. All right. Uh, this has been the Trolley Stone Podcast. Um, Jackson, Sorry we depressed you. Yep. Jackson would like you to know to keep it sleazy. Um, and I'm just going to say peace out, you fuckos. See ya. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruger. Top billing, come cops and villain it. Shots is block shipped out and bought and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son. Now